State podcast. I'm not gonna have Kevin. Not gonna have Tyler. Not gonna have Marika on right now. Um, they couldn't make it. Kind of did this late. I, I kind we, we're probably gonna do this tomorrow, meaning Sunday night. Talking about the games that have gone on throughout the Thanksgiving break and whatnot. Um, but really, I just wanted to get some thoughts out about the the conclusion of the football season and. Um, I'm all jumbled up right now about what to say. So a lot of this is just going to be my opinion. Very hard. A lot of these opinions have a lot of hard evidence to back it up, I guess. But most of this is all just opinion. That fucking sucked. That conclusion of that season sucked. Losing 62 to 14. I have not felt this way in years. It's an embarrassment. It's awful. It's unacceptable for the program that we have right now. And in past years, in past years, I could look at the team and go, oh, we're just not that talented. We don't have the talent. Or... I could be like, our oh, guys are just not disciplined or whatever. I could make excuses like that because I had evidence to back up that sometime that was true. Sometimes it was true. But Matt Campbell has preached to me that the culture is very strong within his program. And I don't doubt it. I definitely, I don't doubt it. And that the togetherness is the strongest it's ever been and whatnot. Okay, I don't doubt that. I, I, I actually believe him on that. I believe that they're all competing hard and doing it. And guess what? We've never had the talent that we do now. We never have. We never have. So what the fuck is the problem? 
We can't keep lying to ourselves. We can't keep saying these three-point losses. You know, oh man, it was close. Yeah, it was close. But these three-point losses are to a terrible OSU team. Any other year that OSU team wins by 21. A good team came in, a good team came out tonight and took advantage of a downed Iowa State team. A lot of those games early on, I don't know what happened in the KSU game. But they're kicking the shit out of teams now. We should never lose to KU, no matter how, who's their coach. Because we're more talented and we should be better coached. The Texas game, I'll give you. But the OU game, we threw that one away. They're no good. We were playing with our food for West Virginia. It was only a matter of time until we figured it out and kicked the shit out of them. It started looking like a real team. And I want to preface this before I get too far into the podcast. These kids are good kids. And they're talented kids. And I do not blame the players for anything that happened this season. Because they're the best that we've ever had. Seriously. We've seen what Eli Sanders could do tonight. We've been looking for that all season. We've been looking for that. And it finally came when, you know, when the defense kind of backed up a little bit. But when he started getting some holes and seeing some holes, he ran through them and gashed up the defense. I, it's frustrating. It's beyond frustrating. And I don't have any good analysis of the game, but here, here's what I'll say. Because I know about hiring people. I know about developing people. Because in the workplace, it's the same thing. You get young talent, or you get old talent, or you get whatever, but you train them up to be a damn good at their job. The, the thing that happens a lot in industry and this happens all over the country now. And this is why a lot of places ask you for experience. is because nobody wants to train anybody up. A lot of companies just hire and say, go play. Go do your job. Go do it right now. We're not going to train shit. We're not going to train you at all. And then there's other companies. And I've met them. Your Googles. Your GEs. Other companies like that. Who train you for three months. No matter what position you are. No matter how much experience you are. They tra- they send you on a training course for three months. To make sure that while you are there. You're one. They make sure that you're taken care of as well. I don't have a problem with that at Iowa State. But that you know how to do your job. That when the time comes. You know how to do your job. Training is so. What I'm trying to get at. Training and coaching is so important. You can take dog meat and turn it into I mean look it look it Rob Jones when he came in last year he was fucking awful he was awful and guess what yesterday I saw with my own eyes him shut down Armando Baycott no Eric he didn't necessarily shut yes he did Armando Baycott is like a top five player in college basketball right now the fact that that guy didn't go off is a testament to Rob Jones and the way that the staff coached him up 
Because last year, Rob Jones would have been fouled out in the first half. He wouldn't even got time to he wouldn't even got floor time to get burned. Because he would have fouled out. And our our staff coached him up. Coached him up to be a dominant player. Flexing on dudes. You're damn right you get a flex on a dude who's up for the wooden award. Hell yeah. And all I've seen is regression from a lot of our players. And that's coaching. And it's... (sighs) I'm not going to be on here naming names. You already know the names. You've been screaming it on Twitter. Three guys in particular. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that... If I'm Matt Campbell, I'm thinking about this. And Matt Campbell, I'm not speaking for Matt Campbell. I've never met Matt Campbell. Never had a conversation with Matt Campbell. I'd love to. But this is what I would think about if I was in his position. Now, I have no idea what the stakes are for that position or whatnot. This is just a guess. My opinion. He's flying home right now or driving or wherever he is in the world. And he's thinking, yeah, Ohio State, they're never going to call me. Notre Dame, doesn't matter if they have an opening, they'll never call me. Any of those NFL jobs, they'll never call me. And if they do, I'd be shocked. They're never going to call you. You're in your seventh year at a team, at a program, and you put out a four and eight season. That's that's unacceptable. You're supposed to be growing a team. And this is what and, uh, We can't think about that. He uh, he eventually wants to leave someday. Is it next year? Pro- I don't know, probably not. But someday he has aspirations to be a coach at Notre Dame or USC or Ohio State or whatever. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. And that's fine. You want coaches to move on because that means you hired the right one. And then you hire then you hire another coach. And hopefully they move on to an NFL job because the NFL will always be more a better job than college. Because it's a stepping stone. Okay? But if your guys are getting hired by NFL teams, that means you're fucking winning. And here's the other thing. Here's another thing that just crosses my mind. TCU was dog shit last year. And took them one year to turn it around. Through the transfer portal, recruiting well, and just coaching better. Just coaching way better. We saw it with TJ Otzelberger and Iowa State. I mean, that that final year of Prome was terrible. I mean, you you know, it was we were all apathetic. We did not you I was talking to Tyler earlier earlier today. He didn't even know what day the games were that season. I'd call him and I'd be like, hey dude, what'd you think of the game that we just lost? And he'd go, We had a game tonight? And this is conference. 
That's what happened. And guess what? The next year, Otzelberger comes in and brings him to a sweet 16. These turnarounds don't take long, which is the most frustrating part about all of this. Is if you retain some of these coaches, you're just screwing yourself over. Because if you hire the right guy, if you hire the right guy, it changes in a night. TCU totally turned around. Texas after two, Tennessee after two years, totally turned around. Now they, they struggled with a couple games, but they've totally turned around. You hire the right coach. I mean, Georgia for years was like an eight-win team. They hire Kirby Smart. They're going to national championships. I just... Illinois, too. I mean, these, these turnarounds don't take long. If you hire the right coach, it puts you in immediately, immediately up for success. If you hire the right one. Now, it's really tough to hire the right one. And I'll say this. Hiring the right one, most likely the right one, whether it be an offensive coordinator or somebody, will pick your coach. Probably not on staff already. You're going to have to go out and be ambitious and find the right guy. Find the right guy. Doesn't matter. I don't know where they are. But that's, you got to go out and get, you can't just promote within. That's the biggest thing. That's one of my biggest gripes with the fan base. Whenever I read message boards, whenever I look at Twitter, whatever, people are saying, oh, we need to promote this guy. Why? We're four and eight. Maybe they are a good coach. But hire a good coach. Hire a coach you know is going to do the job right. I think, I think today's score was a referendum on, on a lot of things that, that have to do with the offense. I don't blame the defense at all. This was going to be a shootout. This sh- this is going to be a shootout no matter what because that's what TCU does. They get in shootouts. It tr- Oklahoma couldn't keep up when they played them. West Virginia tried to keep up. Kansas State tried to keep up. Well, t- TCU came back and won that. Baylor played sound defense. I mean, it's a shootout. It's going to be a close game with TCU unless they fucking blow you out. You gotta get, you gotta get the offensive uh, line coach right. You gotta get the strength and conditioning coach right. We need to be a big boy football team. We're not a big boy football team right now. It's a disaster, and it sucks because the guys in that locker room are great kids, really talented. We'll see what it becomes of it. It's really tough. I that's what that's what just gut wrenches me. I'm a big dude, okay? I'm a big boy, I guess. I'm finally 30. And I'm a basketball fan. 
So I'm still on cloud nine from beating the number one team in the country. And I'm playing UConn tomorrow and I can't wait. So this really, I mean, I feel like the same thing with a lot of fans. It didn't really phase them because we're all in basketball mode right now. But I expect more from this team. Next year, you hope to go back to a bowl game. But man, unless we have significant changes, I just don't see it happening. I'm, I'm running out of things to say. Because this, I feel for those fans who came this year gave their time. And you know what? That's what makes that's what make Iowa makes Iowa State so special. It's because we can have years like this and we'll still show up next year. We'll still show up next year. And we'll be we'll be thinking they're gonna go eleven and one and twelve and oh like we always do. But we've seen it before with Prome. You can once you lose the fan support, you lose it completely. People were not showing up to the the prom games; they were not showing up, and that's I mean that's <laughs> that's before COVID, and then during the COVID year where he play, he had it going on, people were not even watching. People weren't caring. You don't want to get to that as a program. It's really hard to build it back up. It's really hard to build it back up. Anyway, I'm I'm dragging on right now. I it just really sucks. Anyway. Thanks for listening, guys. And go cyclones. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.